Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Joy of Living and Learning, Conversations with Phyllis. I'm delighted and honored that you have tuned in. Many people dream of making it big in Hollywood, meeting stars, seeing their face on TV or the big screen. Well, I know someone who did just that. Lauren LaRosa, native from Wilmington, Delaware, is a pop culture news correspondent, actress and lifestyle blogger on the rise. Currently seen on TMZ, a WB production on Fox, she works to dominate the marketing, entertainment, YouTube, and fashion industries. Lauren's notable celebrity interviews include Mariah Carey, Larry King, which broke national news via TMZ, Michael B. Jordan, and Sylvester Stallone. Lauren's story and her fashion looks have been featured throughout various media platforms, including Cosmopolitan, Magazine, KTLA.com, YourWeb.com, and more. Today's session is called Hometown Girl Makes It Big in Hollywood, Lauren LaRosa. As Alicia Keys would say, she got both feet on the ground and she's burning it down. This girl is on fire. <laughs> Please give a warm Conversations with Phyllis welcome to Miss Lauren LaRosa, fashionista, TV, and digital media personality. Hello, Lauren LaRosa. Hey. <laughs> I'm so honored and more than delighted that you have agreed to be interviewed by my podcast. I look forward to sharing this conversation with the world. I think it is such an important topic. So, Lauren, tell us about yourself and your journey going from an inner city child to a reporter producer as an adult for an internationally syndicated TV show like TMZ. Okay, do I call you Aunt Phyllis on here? Do I like what do I call you? <laughs> Phyllis. Okay. Um, so thank you for having me on. It's so weird calling you Phyllis. Thank you for having me on, Phyllis. Um, yeah, so I grew up in Wilmington, Delaware, which is not it's not big here at all. It's not much going on. They're trying a little bit more, you know, since um, Joe Biden is our president now. So there's a, a little bit happening in Delaware, but there's not really much at all. So growing up here, um, school was kind of like always like my outlet. And my mom was like really adamant about like us doing stuff outside of school. So like I remember <laughs> being taken to like dance classes, piano classes, drum classes, like any class my mom could find to put me and my brother in, she would do it. And when I was growing up, I used to be so mad. Like I just want to go outside with my friends. Like all my other friends get to go and just hang out. Like why do I have to keep going to stuff? Like, and I think as a child, that's what made me not want to be a part of things um, as much until I got to like my teenage years because I felt like I was always forced to do stuff. But I was growing up in the inner city and then I didn't understand it. But my mom was just basically trying to do all that she could to kind of keep me roped into things that would push me further so I wouldn't get caught up in all the stuff that was happening around me. Um, so, yeah, growing up here was like regular, very regular. I went to school with all the same kids, probably up until high school. Um, I knew in middle school, that's when I decided that I wanted to do something that put me on stage. I didn't know exactly what it was. Um, I had, I did a, um, uh, Kirk's next top model competition. And that was like my first time. Cause I think I was in to be a fashion designer, but I didn't really like, I shied away from it because again, I was, I felt like it was just going to be like my mom's making me do stuff again. Um, but well, in middle me, school, that now, are you glad now that your mom 
raised you that way? Oh, yeah. I'm glad now because I feel like I had experiences as a kid that like, you know, like even if I didn't want to do it, like I literally used to get taken to dance class and she would drop us off and I would leave dance class and go meet my friends and come back so that she never knew I was gone. But just being in those classes and the people I met in those classes, the teachers, just the stuff I got to see and like everything she did was like strategy. Like it was showing me that there's more like she would do even little stuff like she would drive us to Philly on the weekends or like to New York just to ride through Broadway and see the lights or just to go through the inner city of Philly. And I used to be like, mom, I want to go to Saturday night. My friends are at the skating rink, like take me skating. I don't want to do this. But again, she had a strategy and all that stuff stuck with me. Like, even when I was trying to be like a regular kid from around the way, I always knew like, okay, there's more than this. Like I'm gonna have my fun, but I'm not gonna get too roped up because I don't wanna get stopped from being able to go do the more, but I also, you know, wanna be a kid and get into things that 12 and 13 year old girls is getting into it at that time. So now I like, I'm grateful for it now. Now but- I have to say, okay, and, and I will allow you to call me Aunt Phyllis, you can do that. I'll let people know that okay. you're my niece. Um, I love the way your mom raised you guys. Now, I'm a warrior with lots of anxiety, and I remember we were in New York, and we were all sitting on the bench, and you and your brother wanted to go skating in Central Park. Your mom actually let the two of you go skating in Central Park while the two of us sat on the bench. Now, as a parent, I would never do that because I have too much anxiety, and I'm so, I would be so scared. But I think what they did for you and your brother was to make you adventurous, make you not afraid, and not be afraid to get out there and do things. Yeah, very independent. Yes. Like, I, again, I was a kid, so I didn't realize it. But now that I'm older and I'm doing things, I feel like things, people always be like, how did you just get up and move to L.A.? And I'm like, I just got up and did it. But that was because I've been raised in a household where it's like, just go do it. Yes. You want to go skate in Central Park? Come on, we just going to go do it then. And she didn't like baby us, even though she kind of did. I got the best of both worlds because also my mom is not from like the neighborhood I grew up in. Like I grew up on the west side of Wilmington. So a lot of the people on the west side of Wilmington or whatever, they're all like they grew up there. Their grandmom is from the west side, their mom, whatever. So these parents sometimes don't even know what they don't know. They just trying to do their best. But my mom had actually, you know, she she wasn't from the west side of Wilmington like my family's from Newark Delaware but then also Virginia like she had been all over also so I got it's like I got thrown into growing up here in the hood which made me like really like tough like you know like it's not too much that's going to happen that is going to phase me like I might get shaken a little bit but I'm gonna always figure it out but that's the kind of like hustle mentality that you have when you grow up in the hood honestly because once you get old enough to realize where you are you're like okay, how can I figure this out for us? Or how can I help out? But also, on the other hand, I got the, but there's more than that. And, you know, and I didn't even realize then too, like my mom being an entrepreneur my whole life, I used to always be like, mom, I just want to move into a new house. All my friends move houses like every year. And she used to be like, you know how much a blessing it is that you don't ever have to move and change schools. And, and I didn't understand that then, but now I'm like, wow, like my mom, my whole life has, always even when things were rough and there were rough times but she's always been standing on her own two feet and like and she is an entrepreneur she figured this all out by herself and it's such a big thing to do now that I'm trying to do it on my own I'm like dang she did all that and she had us and she made sure that you know we weren't like crazy even though we were crazy (laughs) I really appreciate it now but I didn't have any clue of what was going on but I appreciate the way I was raised because I feel like it made me ready made you are now so tell us more about this journey from inner city child to a nationally 
syndicated show in Hollywood? So I went to Delaware State University um, for college because I knew I had to do something. I didn't want to go to college, but it was I figured it out to be almost free. Um, I couldn't afford to move to New York right away. Uh, my plan was to just move to New York and model. But when I got to college, I started seeing other things. Right. So I started seeing like kids hosting the homecomings and celebrities are pulling up on campus and we have radio stations and all this stuff. So that was another thing that made me say, like, OK, I kind of really want to do this stuff. And. In college, I actually started, like they would teach us like summer internships are important. And I was like, okay, well every summer, instead of going back to Delaware, I wanna try and do something in New York. Cause I know that I thought, you know, that was gonna be my end all be all. So every summer I was doing something different. I worked for Cosmopolitan Magazine. Um, I worked for Project Runway All-Stars. The second season, that was like my first entertainment job. And that job, like literally, like I almost didn't go back to college because I just, I felt like, okay, I can really do this. So after I left college, I was like, I know that there are people in this industry making money. This is not a dead industry, how people want to portray it and it's tangible. How can I do it? So I went back to New York for some time. Um, and then I was in New York and I just felt like I needed to like go get away. I really needed to kind of like throw myself fully into TV because modeling wasn't working out for me. And I figured if I got famous, I could get on magazine covers without having to be just a model. So I was like, you know what? New plan. I'm going to go to LA. I'm going to get in movies. I'm going to get on TV. And then they'll have to, I did all this just to get on a magazine cover. That was my first goal. For your passion of modeling. Like, I just want to get on a magazine cover. Yeah. For huh? your passion, which is modeling. Yeah, like, because I wanted to model so bad. And I remember I used to do, I wanted to do the couture runways. And I would go to so many auditions in New York. Even then, though, like, I'm like 15, 16 years old. And I'm like, all right, mom, I'm getting on the China bus to go to New York for this audition. She's like, OK, wow. call me when you get there. Let me know if, if you if you need somewhere to stay because we have family there. So she's like, or if you want to come back. I'm like, OK. But just thinking about that then is like, what 15 year old girl is like, hey, mom, I'm about to go uh, cast for New York Fashion Week. I'll be right back. Right. And she's just like, cool. All right, call me when you get yeah. there. <laughs> like, but doing stuff like that is what really built the ammunition for me to go to LA. And I saw Rihanna on the cover of W Magazine with uh, Naomi Campbell and Iman. And I'm like, how is this like singer on one of the biggest magazines with two of the biggest models in the world? And I'm like, that's it, she's famous, that's why. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna move to LA, throw myself into TV, I'll still model on the side. Like it was just my plan. Um, so when I graduated from college, I just came, I literally just got up and went to L.A. Um, I was so upset, though, because I couldn't find a job before I graduated. I was really trying to. I used to uh, visit L.A. like every other month when I was in college uh, my senior year, trying to find a job and just trying to get used to the area. And I couldn't find a job at all. And it was such a crazy thing because toward the end of my first year, I had an interview with the radio station and the radio station was like, hey, we've been emailing you for months. And I'm LA. like, I never this got an email LA. from you guys. No, this was in New York. Because at the time, you know, I'm in L.A. It's my first year. And that now I wasn't even there for a year my first time. I moved to L.A. twice. My first time in L.A., I was only there for seven months. So this is probably toward the end of the six months. Like, this is when I'm like, OK, I'm running out of money. I can't find anything paid. So I'm, you know, if there's a gig in New York that someone sends me, I'm listing for it, too, because I have nothing keeping me in L.A. At this point, I just needed to work. So the woman from the radio station, it was Radio 1 in New York, was like, we've been emailing you for months at 
laurenrosa at gmail.com. And I'm like, that's not my email. It's contact.laurenrosa at gmail.com. But people were confusing the contact with me just saying, oh, this is my contact. So I was like, let me create this email address if it's not already taken and see who else has emailed me. Mind you, I'm in New York. I mean, I'm in L.A. like stressed. No money. Like I had to like turn my car. I just I leased my first car off a lot. With money um that I had left over, I had to turn my car back in, and now so I have all those fees. I literally just paid that off. Um, it was just like everything. I'm literally like laying on my friend's couch. Like I tell people, my journey was like from my friend's couch to national TV because that's what it was. Like I'm sleeping on my friend's couch. She's like, "Don't worry about paying me because I know you're going to get on your feet. Like I know you. You are a hustler. Just just worry about trying to get yourself together." Like she looked out for me that the, those like six seven months. Um, and I checked that email and offers i mean like from the day before i graduated like wow net tv networks radio stations uh, and i'm like what in the world it, like but i now today i'm kind of happy that you know it worked out the way it did happy because i would have never happy that you lost those offers right <laughs> yeah i would they were all in new york i mean i would have been fine but i would have never just got up and went to la and tried to figure it out the way i did mm-hmm. and i had to come back home but I had been there. I'd done it. I felt like it couldn't get any worse than it had been. So I was like, I'm going to go back. So a lot of my journey from Delaware, from Wilmington to L.A. was just me wanting to really create a life for myself where I was just like happy every day and just doing something that like didn't drain me. And if it did drain me, I felt like it was worth it. So I just really just got up and went. Lauren, some of the things you're saying, like from when you left Delaware stage, you went to New York, you went to California, you went here. It sounds like Okay, all that stuff takes money. So what would you tell young people who, I mean, how do they get the money to leave college you and got do resources. all of these things? Resources. I didn't have money like that. Like I had, you know, like my mom and my grandma support me, but it got to a point where like in college, my mom was like, listen, if you keep working for free every summer, don't call me <laughs> for money because I, my mom don't understand free like at all. And she didn't really understand what I was doing because even though she comes from a creative background, like she was a fashion designer, my mom would make her, she's always been like working for herself and it's, uh, you know, making money for herself. So when she would make her clothing, she's selling them to stores and then making a percentage off the commission. I wasn't doing clothing at the time, but I was interning. You're interning for free. Like, Mm -hmm. she didn't understand that. So she got to a point where she was just like, if you want to keep working for free, like, I don't support that. Like, you can do whatever you want, but don't call me. She doesn't doesn't understand paying your dues, right? (laughs) I think it's, I don't even think it's really that because I feel like she has gone through different levels of paying her own dues. Mm -hmm. But I think it's just different when... Like it kind of was like a protection thing as a parent, because for her, it was like she knows, like, you know, I'm in these big cities. I'm a girl. I'm I'm an attractive female and I'm here with no money because I'm working for free. She was worried that I was going to get caught up into just trying to sustain my life any way possible because I'm working for free. So she would always tell me, like, you need to have income coming in so you don't have to let anybody trick you into being your you know what I mean? Like getting with a guy because he has money or something that you're not. Yeah, like, so she was more worried about that, but I just used my resources. So, like, when I went to college, I stayed in state because I knew it was going to be cheaper and I didn't want to be there for more than four years. I just wanted to get in and get out. And the government, like, I applied for a FAFSA. Um, My FAFSA got me a lot of grants. Grants are, like, huge because you don't have to pay that money back. I did tons of scholarship. My first two years, I was basically, like, fully paid out in scholarships. Like, I had so much scholarship money that I was getting refund checks of free money, Mm. like... 
my third year, after I switched my major, my grades went crazy. So I lost a lot of scholarships, but I would reach out to city council members in my neighborhood literally every semester. Like, hey, I'm going back to college. How much money can you give me? Um, my high school, I stayed in contact with people at my high school. So my senior year, I got a lot of scholarships from them. And then they would send me stuff that they saw. Honestly, that was the college was the point in my life where being broke was like the best thing because you get so much resources when you don't have the financial means to make things happen. But I use the Internet. Mm -hmm. I literally figured it out. Like I use the Internet. I, my mom didn't understand going to college. My grandma didn't either. But I knew like, OK, there has to be a way for me to figure this out because there's all this free money out here. And I really got college wise. Like it was all about relationships even then, because the first thing I did the first day was what my guidance counselor from high school told me to do. My mentor, Ms. Hayes, she told me, go and get a friend in financial aid. Because if you have a friend where the money is at and they see what you're doing, you build that relationship, they'll always look out for you. There were times where like, I remember one time I didn't complete my FAFSA correctly. So I came back to school and literally the whole first semester, I didn't have my full financial aid. So I was paying for myself out of pocket that whole semester. And I'm working in the gym, so I'm making maybe like $500 every week, paying payments to them. She found scholarship money for me, so I was able to get my housing. Like, And it was just because I had a friend that I could call and say, hey, this is what's going on. So anybody worried about money, I would tell you it's important to build relationships, but you have the internet and there's so much stuff out there that can help you, you just have to find it. And it's a simple Google, like, I'm a kid from the inner city, how can I go to college for free? Literally, you can find blogs, YouTubes. Like I used to, that's how I found YouTube. I used to watch YouTube videos about how to go get into college for free because I knew I couldn't afford college, but I knew I needed to go there because I thought that that was like the missing piece for me being able to make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. If I knew then what I know now, I probably wouldn't have went to college, honestly. Like I enjoyed it. But I felt I feel like what I'm doing, I could have did it without college. But that's a whole nother story. That's but a whole nother story. yeah, and, I just and, use and the thing is and we're talking about entertainment. But you just gave some excellent advice to young people about how to pay for their college. And yeah. And also uh, the other thing I feel about college, even though if you don't feel like you have to go, college is a good four years for you to grow up from being a young adult yes. to being a mature young adult. And yeah. it's your four years to go out and just, as they say, have fun, <laughs> sell your wild oats. And then you will never have that time in your life to just like, I live a fun life now, but like nothing compared to college because I didn't really have any response. I used to be worried about a cell phone bill. I wish I could just worry about a cell phone bill, like especially going to a HBCU, even though I'm not the biggest you must go to college person, the experience of being on a campus and seeing so many other black people your age that want to do something better, but also want to have fun. Like we literally used to, my hustle, like there's, I never knew that there were so many kids like me around the world, like young black kids who really want to get it, whether it's like entrepreneurship or being a doctor or like, I left my HBCU knowing like, me being black is like important. Like that's the thing. I didn't even, I mean, growing up in the inner city, you know, you're, this is just your circumstance. Like, Everybody looks like you. Everybody's going through this stuff. Mm -hmm. When you go to college, you see that, like, there's so many different types of people like you. Mm -hmm. Like, 
And I, I experienced that. My mom had always, you know, she's like a very worldly person, but it's different being in it and seeing and feeling that culture. You really leave feeling like the world needs me. And I think that that was the thing that I would never give up about college. Even though I feel like you don't need college to make it, that experience of going to college and like you said, having those years to kind of just really grow up, but going to a black college and really learning like the world you hear, is a whole different experience. Like, I can't even describe it, but it was just me going in and me coming out were two different people. Yes, and I, I'm i a big fan of, you know, that a majority of young people going to college because you can never have that experience again. Even if you go back to college at the age of 25, it's not like going in at the yeah. age of 18. So I'm a very big fan of, of young people going to uh, college. So you've just given us some great information, Lauren, on young people and how they can get in college and have a good time and pay for it and come out better on the other end. <laughs> Go have a good time, so, y'all, so, please. So, oh my so God. thank you for that. Now, let, tell me, do you have any thoughts on child actors or taking young people to New York or Hollywood at a young age? Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, I don't, not really like, not like a strong opinion. I feel like whatever works for you, do it. Mm -hmm. Um, but from me working on the media side of things and seeing how, like, I feel like with younger child stars, it's like they almost, the world creates this perception of them and this brand and like identity for them in a time where they don't know themselves. Mm -hmm. And that can be very harmful. So like we just talked about going to college and I really found myself in college, right? So a part of me is like, God kind of knew I needed to go there because I don't know if I could have handled New York and all those opinions and people telling me who I should be, a, and I didn't even know myself. I would have fell into a lot of things I didn't need to fall into. And I think that that's what it's like coming to Hollywood as a child star. Even if you have the best parents that are protecting you or managers or whoever, you're still dealing with the world in this industry that will literally tell you almost mm -hmm. anything. And you want to make it and you want to appease people, especially when you're younger. You really want to appease people and, and, you know, you want the congratulations and the success so bad that, you almost kind of fall into anything. And as an adult, I think it's hard to separate. So here's what I'm not going to do. Mm -hmm. So I can't imagine as a kid, you know, and not even having the, you don't even know your voice at that right. point. So I just know from a media perspective, seeing that, I always felt like, dang, it's so unfair to some of these kids because they got thrown into a fire sort of kind of that they didn't, they weren't ready to, you know, extinguish. Mm -hmm. And so we're watching them put out fires in real time and that becomes their brand. Like, you know, the kid that goes into drugs mm -hmm. or this or that, when it's like, they're putting out fires in their life. They're going through things that, you know, they didn't have the time to establish themselves to be ready to go through. So we're seeing them slip a little bit. And then sometimes because of how hard the world is on them when they slip, they don't come out of that yeah. well. So that's my only perception of it. It's just like, dang, like it's kind of unfair. I can't imagine doing that okay and we're like gonna, being in that and situation. we're going to talk more about that with um sharon palmer who who i'm going to interview next she's a mother and um manager for kiki palmer and she took her daughter to hollywood as a child so we're going to talk more in detail about the child actor uh when we come back so uh before we um before we close out lauren do you have any more uh words of wisdom um you've given us a lot of information here and i appreciate mm -hmm. that any more words of wisdom for any young people who want to follow your path and do some of the things that you have done? Just get up and do it. 
like that's the hardest part is getting started and you always want to have to start over new levels new devils is a real thing so you might as well get used to getting up and just doing it and working through things and also it's not an overnight thing which is very tough and it can be very mentally draining as well too but like learn one day at a time and I, and if you don't learn it god will put you in a position where you have to learn it and when he does take heed to it like one day at a time is very important because if not like you'll go through so much like i mean it's inevitable you probably will go through it anyway but i just always say like life lessons are like for you not to you and that's important when you're trying to build anything but especially when you're trying to work in entertainment because things just you plan and you plan and you plan and it never goes that way so excellent excellent well, ladies and gentlemen, that is our podcast for today. Thank you to the lovely and beautiful and talented Lauren LaRosa, TMZ reporter, producer, hometown girl rising to the top. Thank you for sharing your stories. Shout out to her mom and grandmother, Lois and Rosa, and for all of their support and her brother, Don Kurt. For business opportunities or to learn more about her fashion line, contact laurenlarosa at gmail.com. That's L-O-R-E-N-L-O-R-O-S-A at gmail.com. laurenlarosa at gmail.com. My beautiful, amazing podcast audience, that's it for today. The joy of living and learning conversations with Phyllis. May peace and joy reign supreme in your life today and every day. I'm Phyllis Tucker Saunders saying so long for now.